Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this edition of Tour Talk. We are underway at the Rocket Mortgage Tournament in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, where I'm sure it's a lot cooler than it is in, in Florida right now. But uh, we haven't talked to him in a few weeks. He's been traveling and taking a little time off, but it's great to have Bob Herrig from SI.com. Good morning. Hello there. How are you? We have had, Bob, just a great few weeks of fantastic finishes, fantastic wins, and great storylines. Uh, despite all the turmoil and all of the uh, you know, mystery going on with the, the recent dealings with the PGA Tour and the PIF and the golf, but first let's start off with this big win, popular win, the Keegan Bradley last Sunday at the Travelers. It was a great, great win. Um, it was a nice, feel-good story. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the passion and 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 how much it meant to him, and that that he would share that. You know, I mean, I think those are some of the coolest stories in golf. You know, when when stuff like that happens. Uh, uh, you know that. Basically, is his fifth major, right, or his sixth major? Yeah. So, um, I thought it was really neat, and he's, you know, uh, I wrote about him a little bit earlier in the week. You know, I mean, aside from the feel-good nature of the story, it's just good to see him playing well. I mean, uh, Keegan was a guy, probably the most of all, who was affected by by the anchored putting. Yes. Uh, by the putting ban, the stroke ban. You know, the putter wasn't banned, but the the actual anchoring was banned and you know look there's a lot of feelings on either side of that issue i understand why they didn't want that to be in the game but from his perspective you know that was the technique he had been using and honing for years sure you know and he had no indication that they were going to get rid of it and there's just no question no question at all that it impacted his game it hurt him you know he had to get used to something else never got comfortable it's taken him years to get comfortable it's nice to see him bounce back. I mean, he's it's hard to believe, but he's 37 already, you know. And Gabby from our staff did a nice Q&A with him this week. And, and you know, she asked him about the Ryder Cup. And he said, you know, there was a time I thought he'd be on every Ryder Cup team. And then I thought, I might not ever make another one. And now he's right there in the running again. And I don't think anybody loves it more than him. So I think it would be really cool if he could get in there. Well, it, I was surprised to learn that this was the number one tournament he wanted to win, Bob. Now, you know, for my listeners who don't know, he grew up in New England, and he's a diehard New England sports fan. I mean, the the uh, gallery around the 18th green sounded like a, you know, a Patriots game or a Boston Red Sox game mm -hmm. when he won, as did his lap around the the green. You know, it's just so great to see. But, you know, we often hear these guys saying, yeah, well, you know, I always dreamt of winning the U.S. Open or the Masters. And for Keegan, it was Travelers. It's, it was just, you know, so, so cool. Yeah, it was. It was great. Um, you know, and that's, look, that's a great tournament. They've, it's a, look, it's a designated event now. I think it will be going forward. But even before that, it was a very good tournament. And now they had one of their best fields ever, and he beat it. And, you know, it's hard to, hard to argue with any of that. 
Yeah, he's he's got some some big momentum certainly uh, for uh, the rest rest of the season. Uh, so Rocket Mortgage, uh, another popular event, and last year's winner Tony Finau. This was when he caught fire last year. Who are you looking at this week? Yeah, the. Um the, the tournament is, is, is in a different part of the schedule. It's before the Open this year as opposed to after. Um, last year there was an extra week after the Open. So he actually came back from the Open and won the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage in consecutive weeks um, uh, right before the FedEx playoffs. Uh, and then, and then uh, obviously, he won again in the fall. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly where his game is at right now. Um you know, he won earlier this year in Mexico. Um, I really like Ricky this week. You know, he, he's this is this is you know this has been a tournament he's played because of his sponsorship deal, right? And he's um, you know he's been trending nicely here lately. You know, he was right there with a chance at the U.S. Open, had a bad final round. You know, he he was decent again last week. I think the next step for him is to win, and uh, why not at this tournament where? You know, it's not as strong of a field as he's seen the last few weeks. And I think that, you know, maybe presents an opportunity. You know, the players talk, and, and particularly I think it was Rory who said after, you know, the U.S. Open, I think he said the razor-thin line of winning, not winning. And, you know, we've just seen so many comeback stories. I mean, you look at Brooks, you look at Victor Hovland breaking through. Ricky, as you were just talking about, it, it it's just such a hard place to win, Bob. I mean, people don't realize, I think, how much players lose week to week to get into yeah. that victory circle. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a you know you it's, the percentage of of victories is very small. I mean. Um, that's why when, you know, the, like when Rory gets the criticism for not adding another major, look, there's only four of them, you know, there's only four of them a year and your game's not always going to be there. And that's why with Jack and, you know, Tiger and other guys, Arnie, but, you know, there's, there's a reason that really in our era, only Tiger and, and, uh, and Phil, have gotten anywhere in terms of multiple, multiple major victories. You know, I mean, Phil got to six, and the last player to have gotten to six, obviously Tiger, before Tiger, was Nick Faldo. You know, and that was in 1996. And, and, and so, like, the idea of winning, like, six or eight or ten majors, it's really probably pretty remote. And... You know, so to like what so Kepka getting to five was monumental. You know, he, he's 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 got his five since Rory won his last, which is probably underplayed. Yes, how big that is. Yes, and you know, only twenty guys have won five majors or more. Only twenty, and 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 you know, Rory's been been trying for a while, but there's just no guarantees. I mean, it's just really hard, and so. To take it to your point about just winning in general, I mean, you know, Keegan has six wins. You know, yes. I mean, nowadays that's a pretty damn good career. Right. Um, getting to double-digit wins is really good. Getting to 20 is going to be incredibly rare. 
You know, Roy's got 23. JT has 15. You know, he's mad at himself for not having 20 by now. Well, look how hard it's been for him to win lately. So, um, yeah, I just think it's a, uh, you know, I, I think we sometimes lack the perspective of recognizing that, you know, that the line is very thin. The, the 80th or 90th ranked player can win a golf tournament any week. Just because he's 80th or 90th doesn't mean he's bad. Look at Wyndham Clark. He sort of came out of nowhere this year. He's won twice. Um, so uh, you had a guy like uh, Chris Kirk win at Honda. You know, it's just there's really good golfers who, who have great weeks and can do it. So uh, that's that's I think that's sort of the beauty of, of, of the game. To that point, Justin Thomas said in his press conference this week that uh, it was a text from his wife that woke him up a little bit to not being so hard on himself. She said, remember why you love this game and why you play this game and why you're out there. Just enjoy that and kind of take it in. Uh, And he said it really hit home. But you know, these players are human. <laughs> sure. They get down on I mean, themselves. JT's had to, you know, had to uh, had to go through this a couple of times. Uh, it, you got to remind yourself that you're playing against really good players also. I think, though, in his case, you know, it's one thing to be knocked on the door a lot not getting through. It's another to, you know, like he shot 81 at the U.S. Open. Um, he missed the cut. He missed the cut at the Memorial. He missed the cut at the Masters. Those are things that are going to bother you, and I get that, you know, and he's got to work his way through it right now. Yeah, it rattles the cage, as they say. Uh, you mentioned Phil. He said uh, he's very optimistic about the tour Saudi deal. Still uh, scratching my head, Bob, about whether or not Live Golf is going to carry on what's what's your thought well they're acting like it is they're talking like it is at least the players are um they're doing things that suggest it is i mean they signed the multi-year deal with valderrama like okay so if you're not going to be around in three years why would you do that like you know, now, is it possible that the deal says is if we disband, then the deal's off? Maybe, mm. you know, but that doesn't suggest that you're going away. Um, they've they just announced this charitable initiative today. Um, that's that's, uh, you know, a little complicated, but but also, you know, well thought out, it looks like and quite extensive. But it's, they, they called it like an impact and sustainability strategy, and uh, it, it includes a lot of programs. Uh, they've got different things under their, under their umbrella. One of them is called Live Green, like, so it's, it's sustainability. Another is they have a thing called Live to Learn. They have another one called Live to Give. Mm. Um, and so they've got – but, I mean, like what it actually means, I mean, they have somebody in charge of this program. They have a, like, they have a titled person that – at live uh you know who's who's uh who's whose title is a senior vice president of impact and sustainability hmm. you know so i mean does that suggest they're gonna fold i mean i say that but i still have no idea how they exist in their current state 
going forward if you're going to have peace. Obviously, they, they, they kind of call the truce. They're, you know, you're not allowed. They've made a thing like they're not going to be able to recruit any PGA Tour players to live for next year. So that's not going to change. They're, they're going to be the same guys. There's not going to be any big announcements. Um, the, the road back to the PGA Tour won't be simple right away. Um, so what are they going to be? My sense is this is going to take so long that next year will remain as is. But what's 2025 going to be? You know, and, and how will that work? I mean, the, the staunch live supporters think this has opened the floodgates for them. That this means we can get sponsorships. We, you know, we're, we control things, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not the rhetoric that's coming from the tour. You know, and while they might have a bigger say, I still don't understand how you have peace and have these things coexist. Because the, the PGA Tour, obviously, Liv isn't going to keep going forward and not add players. So that means you're going to have to take from the PGA Tour. Well, for the PGA Tour to want to allow that, they've got to be able to have an ability for them to play both. And you can't play 14 on the live and 15 on the tour. It's just not going to work. You know, so you can't have tournaments going up against PGA Tour sponsors. You know, like this week could work because, in theory, you know, they're going to be playing in the morning on U.S. time uh, in, in Valderrama. So, of course, their, their broadcast is, is, is delayed, though. You know, but if they, had a, if, they, if they worked this out with the tour, this, in theory, would be live on TV tomorrow morning. And, and, and it wouldn't interfere with the Rocket Mortgage. You know, but any domestic events would have that problem. So right. then what do you do? Do you try to play them at different times? You Maybe you play Tuesday through Thursday, something like that. I mean, there's so much to this. Like, that's so even in the weeds, I'm not even sure it could be considered. Right. You know, do you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you lessen the number of events from 14 to 8? Now it becomes a little bit more doable. Now, you know, now a guy like Patrick Cantley might be able to do both, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, who knows? I mean, it's just so, it's, it's, it, the whole thing is just there's the, 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 the talking points from both sides suggest completely different things. Interesting. So yep. we're in a uh, big stretch across the pond. Uh, the British Masters at the Belfry opening round today. Then we move on to the Scottish Open. And then the Open Championship at Hoy Lake, Bob. So a big stretch here. I know you're going to be covering it all. Can you break it down real quick? Yeah, it is a big stretch. I mean, um uh, the Scottish Open, which is in two weeks, is a um, you know a co-sanctioned event uh, with the DP World Tour. Um, you know, there's there's more news that needs to come on that front too. Like, how is this alliance supposed to work for them? Nobody's talked much about how this impacts Europe. True. Uh, and you know, and they've been in the be most honest, dire need. Their their tour has been has been weakened greatly. Um, and through all of this, I mean, their top 10 players are going to get to move over to the PGA Tour, you know, but this is, this is sort of a, a, a stretch where, you know, they've got some good events. The British Masters is this week. Next week they're in Denmark. 
Uh, then the Scottish Open, which is a you know a co-sanctioned event with you know a lot of play, you know Rory, JT. I think I think I'm I'm not sure if Morikawa is playing. Uh, I don't think Rom is playing, but they've got they've got a lot of good names uh, in that event, and um, and then of course the Open, you know. So it's a nice stretch here for the next several weeks. Um, this is this is a um, you know this is a good week on on the PGA Tour. Next week's the John Deere, which is probably going to take a little bit of a hit, but yet there's always a good story that comes out of there too. So um, and that's going up against the Live event in London where for the first time they go back to a, a repeat venue. So, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, some of the rhetoric now will have died down. I'm not sure what more is going to be coming out here in the short term, but uh, still we'll see. I mean, uh, you never know. The, things have changed so rapidly at the, to the point where I, I, I'm afraid to predict anything. <laughs> well, we know uh, the uh... – UK writers are not afraid to ask the pointed questions. <laughs> so it always gets a little spicy over there in the, in the pre-tournament press conferences. So as we say, stay tuned. All right, Bob, I'm going to have you throw your dart. Who are you going to pick for the Rocket Mortgage Classic? I'm going with Ricky. I, I, uh, I, I do a... I do. I'm in a weekly, uh, well, one of these, you know, one and done pools where you have to pick every tournament at the beginning of the year, and so I, I picked him for this week way back in December. All so right. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, that's <laughs> called that's called really looking into your crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard. It's a pretty hard pool because you have guys who don't play, and you know, you you can't pick defending champions and. Um, at the designated events in the majors, we took we picked two players. So um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one, but uh, you know. So listen, I gotta I gotta lean on him since I went with them all that time ago, and and obviously it's looking a lot better now than it did back then. Yeah, it sure is. I, you know, it was unfortunate to to see him not have his best stuff on Sunday, which you know often happens when you've had three great rounds. But uh, it certainly uh, put some. Uh, some more deposits in the bank, if you will. <laughs> I think all golf fans would like to see Ricky uh, be on top again. So, good stuff, Bob. Have a great trip across the pond, and we will talk to you soon. Bob Herrig from SI.com. Thanks a lot.